I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 117 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just chilling in bed with a pillow under my arm because I hurt my shoulder. What did you do? I really don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, no. Everyone keeps everyone keeps thinking that it's like a sex related like injury, which is like really annoying because literally like I have no like the only thing I can think of is that I slept on it wrong. Like I have the like cramping and like my veins are like showing. Like I just it sucks. And I went to the doctor today because I was like I don't know like these veins are kind of scaring me. And I hate when you go to the doctor and they're just like oh it's this here's ibuprofen. And I'm just like I wasted everyone's time embarrassment from that and then i had to leave work early and then my coworker before leaving is like hey next time don't have sex on your arm like what <laughs> and then there was a man standing in the hallway like just like, he was like about to come in our office and she said that and i'm like i need to go i'm like i don't even know what i did even like my sister like she pulled me aside i think it was last night and she's like hey is this because of sex and i'm like no no so i hurt my shoulder it's annoying it sucks i can't i i sleep like i used to be able to sleep on my side i can't anymore i sleep like i'm in a hospital bed i hate it would not recommend it to my friends i'm also kind of in hypochondriac so it's probably nothing but i'm annoyed no, I mean, hopefully it's just that you slept on it wrong, because then in a couple of days it'll be fine. Yeah, but I mean, this has been going on for almost two weeks now. And, like, the doctor just said, like, inflammation, but I mean, I don't know. It probably is just that, but I mean, like, why else would my arm be, like, throbbing in pain for, like, two weeks? Oh, well. It's probably nothing. No- nothing sex-related. I swear. <laughs> I would be honest if it was. Like... I really would be like, I I was almost like, I wish it was like, my doctor's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I would tell you if I knew, like, I'm not going to be quite be like, Oh, I don't know. Like I genuinely don't know. Like I I do clerical work. Like I don't do much with my shoulders. Yeah. No, I think you, I, 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 
believe that you would be honest if it was sex related. Yeah, or it'd be it'd be really hard to lie about it. And like mostly I believe it because then there'd be a story to tell. And we like to have stories to tell. Yeah, so this was like a story but not a story, but like could have been a story and I really wish it was. So everyone was never getting back these three minutes. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean that's most of our podcast, let's be honest. Hey, at least I'm not talking about anal. But how was your week, Emily? It was okay. Um, didn't really do much. Uh, oh, I completed my Hasbro Tarkin collection. Ooh, what was the last piece of the collection? It was the vintage collection from 2012. Three and three quarter. That is really hard to find. I mean, they're up on eBay, but the carded ones are like going for 80, 100 bucks. And I, this is one where I don't actually want a carded one because all of the other Tarkins I have are loose. And I want to display them all together. And so I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for a loose one to go up. And I spent a little bit more than I should have spent on a three and three quarter action figure. But I don't think I got ripped off in terms of how much they go for. And now I have all the Hasbro ones. And lots of other shit beyond that. But I have all the Hasbro ones. I'm really glad I went with Tarkin and not, you know, Luke or Chewbacca where there's a billion of them. Yeah, that's like a safe way to do collecting is, you know, character that's not, you know, not not well known, but like well known enough. Yeah, where there's more than one of them, but... It's not impossible to have all of them. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. You I justified also- it I justified it by it being my birthday present to myself. Yeah, you had a birthday. I did have a birthday. How was it? I, I was- saw you ate, you ate a lot of stuff. I did. I had well, my birthday was on Sunday. But I didn't feel like going out on Sunday, so Saturday I went to this uh, Italian-ish place in my neighborhood that does really good wood fire pizza and cocktails. And I had a pizza with speck, which is sort of a prosciutto, you know, cured ham type thing, and blue cheese and walnuts. And it was so damn good. How did the walnuts taste? Like, were they, like, sometimes, like, not that there's seasoning, but there's, like, you know, stuff or, like, the different sauces. Like, what was on the walnuts? The walnuts were just toasted. And so it just craved this really good texture and this sort of warm nuttiness to it. I've I've never even seen in anything like that before in a pizza, but it was so damn tasty. And it still had a, a tomato base and it had mozzarella. But their their pizza crust is really good, you know, and it's the wood fire pizza. So it gets that char on the edges of it. And it's super, it's not like the crackery crispy, like some thin crust pizza, but still chewy and good. Oh, I love it. Hmm. That's magical. 
That's fun. Did you get anything cool on your birthday? Um, let's see. I didn't get any Star Wars stuff. But I got some nice socks from my mom because I'd asked for socks. She got me cute ones with like llamas and shit on them. Oh. And I got a very, very soft, cozy sweatshirt and some other trinkety stuff like some candy and things. And then today, somebody got me a stuffed goat. Somebody. Who was it? I don't know. It was a surprise from from Ben Mendelsohn, according to the note. Dude, Ben Mendelsohn not only knows your birthday, but listens to your podcast and knows where you live. (laughs) That's romantic as fuck. Or really fucking creepy. Oh my god. Honestly, the idea of Ben Mendelsohn listening to this podcast makes me like the like it's never going to happen. But even if the idea of it makes me want to crawl into a hole and die. So, did he leave a note? There was a very nice note from Mendo saying that he he listened to the podcast and heard that I wanted a goat. It was very sweet, and it's the softest goat. I love it. I've named it Werner Herzog. He is my yes! goat friend. Oh. I'm so happy, you know, that friends come together and friends now, including Ben Mendelsohn, come together and gift Emily wonderful presents on her birthday. Yes, it was very sweet. Yeah. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, that that Mendo, you know, we do all these monthly Mendo movies for him. You know, he has he has <laughs> to be a good guy. <laughs> we're we're really stretching the definition on monthly, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mostly because this time around, like, I, I know that Netflix one went up, but I really just don't want to watch it. It looks like shit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not been getting great reviews. The King, yeah. That one guy that everyone's obsessed with, isn't it? Uh, the Timothy or... Uh... What is it? I'm not... I know it's French and I'm, I can't... I'm not looking at it, so I can't pronounce it because I don't know quite what it is. Like Xiaomi or something like that. Yeah. Just our, our friend Tim. Yeah. So... Yeah. So I'm glad you had a good birthday. I'm glad... You had that pizza walnut surprise, and we were also blessed today, technically last night, with the release of the anticipated Disney Plus streaming service. So, what was your experience like with the Disney Plus app and everything? So, I downloaded the app last night at 10.07 p.m. on my iPad. Didn't have any problems. I did a test run and I went to something that, you know, because it's like you're always going to remember the first thing that you watched on Disney+. Plus. I watched Steamboat Willie. Okay. That, that's that's solid choice. That's a classic. That as a first 
that makes sense because it's the first. Yeah, like very on brand, very just, you know, I saw it and I knew I'm like this. Uh, my first time has to be good. And it was. It was cut short because then Rusty came in my room and said um, that the TV was ready for uh, The Mandalorian because we also have a Roku. And the Roku was working great. We watched it in the living room, my brother and my sister and I. It was really, like, touching, like, it being there, you know, with my core family, you know, just where it all started in that living room watching, you know, Star Wars. And now we're starting a new era of Star Wars, you know, TV series. So I thought that was really nice and no problems until today, obviously, because everyone knows that today is the official day. Last night, it was kind of like the soft opening where it's like, yeah, they're going to open the restaurant, but you know, it's not official or anything. And Oh, yeah, here, try a sample of this. Like, oh, yeah, is it good? Yeah, we're going to have this on our menu. Oh, also, also try this drink. We're also going to have this on our menu. You know, here, just have the whole thing. We'll give it to you for free. But no, today was a day that everything wasn't working. And everyone was mad. How was your experience? Um, I was asleep when it launched so when i woke up i kind of like half woke up at five or something and like as i was getting up to go to the bathroom and get some water i was being like okay let me see if i can download this yet and so then i downloaded it on my phone and i logged in and i saw that it was up and i'm like i can't have my first experience watching the mandalorian be five o'clock in the morning on my phone so I went back to bed and then before work, because I get obsessed about this stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm going to download it now on all of my different things. Just so it's all set up. As soon as I get home, I can watch it. So I downloaded it to my fire tablet and I downloaded it on my TV and I made sure I was logged in and everything. I did because I noticed right away I was occasionally getting error messages on the app on my phone like when I was trying to do things like add things to my watch list. And so I decided to try to download The Mandalorian just in case. And it took a couple tries, but it did download. And then I went to work. And I was just watching it not work for anybody. Lots and lots of error messages on basically every device, ran like just randomly on and off, and lots of, we can't connect to the servers. And then by the time I got home, everything seemed to be working okay again. So I got home and I watched The Mandalorian. And then as soon as the Mandalorian when it was over and I went back to the home screen on the Disney Plus app, it was error, you cannot connect to the server. Oh. So I'm glad it was after I watched it. I'm glad I didn't have to watch it for the first time on my phone. That's not a good experience for watching anything for the first time. So yeah, I'm still getting a few error messages here and there. We'll see how that shapes up. Yeah. I only had issues at work, so I downloaded 
some I, I downloaded some docu documentaries. That Imagineering one is really good. I recommend that. And some of like the uh, animated Mickey Mouse shorts. And I went to work and I tried testing, like watching something that I hadn't downloaded and it wasn't working. But I 100% know that it's because my work has this like in in a works where they have like this website's blocked this website's blocked like they have disney plus blocked for right now but they used to have netflix blocked and that didn't last very long so i doubt this will and so now i know that download my stuff before going to work and the stuff that i downloaded worked perfectly so thank god the my only issues i had were work related wasn't due to the actual app so I felt bad for everyone else though yeah we definitely had some people getting pretty frustrated I think in the end everybody's been able to watch it so far I mean at least all the people who are watching it in the US or watching it illegally other places hmm because some of our Australian friends, like Catherine, are are law-abiding and don't pirate shit. So they still have another week to go. Oh, God. Thank God that she doesn't or live in the UK. Because, God, those people have to wait so long. And her, she's just so good and so perfect. Like, she would have to wait for three months if she lived in the UK. I'd feel so bad, but then she wouldn't have to listen to this filthy podcast. So there's <laughs> pros and cons. <laughs> you know, I I would maybe wait a week. I mean, I personally wouldn't because I have no problem pirating shit from Disney. Like, don't care in the slightest, especially if it's not available in your country. But I can, I can understand the mentality of it's fine. I can wait a week. Maybe... Maybe if you try hard, you can avoid spoilers for that long. But months? There's no fucking way. Yeah. That's so I mean, the show will be over. Everything will be over. Time will be over. Just everything <laughs> will be over. Oh, okay. I didn't realize the world was ending and, you know late february of 2020 but there we go well maybe it's like 2020 because remember how everyone thought like the 2000s just everything was gonna end or something wasn't well, that i mean thing? i would i would i would maybe throttle back on everybody but yes well i didn't know that that was a thing until like a couple of years ago but yeah so maybe like 2020 is gonna be like the year where just it happens i mean eventually somebody's gonna be right not about the way it happens, but eventually somebody's going to be saying this is the year the world ends and then that's the year the world ends. Yeah. Just because people say that every single year. So. Remember when like 2012 when that was a thing? <sighs> yes. What even was that? Stupidity. God. I remember that exact day it was supposed to be it was like December 21st 2012 remember exactly where I was I was on the couch the green couch in my living room watching Empire Strikes Back 
And I was like, this is the day the world's supposed to end. But I'm still here watching Star Wars. In that exact tone. <laughs> I like your impression of yourself. That's that's how I feel like I sounded when I was 17. Like, I... Whew, I was a problem. Oh, yeah? But... Yeah, I mean, it just... I was thinking about the wrong things. Like, the main thing in my brain was like, boys, boys, boys. But it wasn't boy. Like, it was just, like, singular. Boy, boy. And just, like, I could have focused on school more. You know, like, I I was going to youth group too much. And I shouldn't have gone that much. Not because of the religious shit. Just there are people there that I shouldn't. uh, That's a whole lot. Whole lot of stuff, but. Yeah, I was I wasn't in the best mind space at 14 through 17. Actually like 14 through like 19. I think after I turned 20, I kind of like woke up and I'm like, "Whoa. I need to grow the fuck up." And I kind of did. I mean, 4 years later, I'm doing better. I think that's fairly normal. Yeah, I guess. I know very few people who look back at their late teenage years and go, oh, yeah, I had everything figured out. I was doing all the right shit. Yeah, and like I used to write in like a journal and I remember just like I was reading back recently and I'm like, I used to be so angry. Like I was angry at the world, angry at everyone. And then like something would happen, like everything's wonderful. Like this is exactly how my life's supposed to be going. And something else would happen be like, I hate everything. Fuck everyone. This sucks. Like, I don't know, just the regular bipolar teenager stuff. But I don't know. I could have been better. But I mean, I, I say that about like how I handle situations like today or yesterday or something like that. So. How were you in high school? High school was rough. Uh, junior and senior year, anyway. Hmm. Not in terms of me being a troublemaking kid or anything like that. That was never really me, but definitely lots of horrible friendship drama and shit isn't that like the fucking worst like that's really just so like emotionally draining and it affects you like so much like more than you think it would you know well and also at that age you're not able to contextualize it at all and so it's all just the worst shit ever and it's never going to end and it's going to be the most important life defining thing and then high school is over and it doesn't matter anymore yeah it's kind of how like middle school was for me just I don't know just people sucked and uh, and it really, like, affected me, like, going on, like, years, you know, like, 
being able to like make friends and like I, I don't know it's like you still like when you get bullied and everything like that still sticks in your head like oh like do people like me like am I annoying because it's like when people say that repetitively to you you know for so long even like now in my 20s I'm in, in a group of people and I'm like shit I'm being annoying as fuck right now you know so just god and I don't know like people always say that oh like you know the trauma that you go through you know like helps shape the person who you are today but yeah, I mean, fuck that shit no no one should have to deal with like severe bullying or getting books thrown at them or like saying that you should die because you're a ginger you know or just anything else that's just like extremely fucked up or you know, when you're, you're in a relationship with someone in, like, high school or something, and then they do the whole, oh, if you're not going to do this, then you're a fucking pussy or something. You know, just, I don't know. This is a lot for the Disney Plus Mandalorian special, but. Wow. Uh, should we talk about the Mandalorian? Yeah. Uh, okay. Think? So, well, no, here's what we're going to do first to say we're going to talk about the Mandalorian and there's going to be spoilers. Let's see, this will go up on Friday when the second episode is actually dropping, but obviously we haven't seen that yet. We've seen the first episode. There's going to be spoilers for it. So if you haven't watched it yet, if you're a person like Catherine who doesn't pirate things, wait, turn off the podcast and come back to it in a few days. Or, or, you know, just never come back to it at all. But hopefully come back to it in a few days. Bye. Bye. So the Mandalorian. I have a son. I, I don't know. Does that mean you liked it? I have a son. I have a green little son and he's mine that's my child okay let's let's just let's 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 hold off on jumping straight to the end of the episode and just let's let's take our time overall what did you think i thought it was really good i was surprised that baloney directed this all because i was impressed with the you know the fight scenes and the individual scenes and the flashbacks like everything i thought i really liked it i can't wait for more um i wish gina carano was in it like i i understand that she wasn't but i was like really hoping to see like a woman <laughs> at some point so i don't know it was i liked it though i really did and i'm excited for more what did you think I mean, look. God damn it. No, I fucking loved it. It's like, I fucking loved it. It's so fucking good. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I was, and there were some points I was like, I was watching the episode and like the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, Emily's going to like that. Emily's going to like that. Something will happen. Oh, no, Emily's not going to like that. Oh, so what'd you love about it the most? It is maybe the most fun I've ever had watching Star Wars. Wow. We did it. 
117 episodes in. We did it. Emily's having a good time. We're on the Emily roller coaster. We're not in Autotopia anymore. We're on the Battlehorn with Emily Lind, and she's enjoying it. She's hey, you know what? I think I think you forget things like how m- much I fucking love the Last Jedi, and the fact that I'm the one championing Resistance most of the time. You are, but I just I'm just I'm so happy. You know, it's like that like relief, like. I was going to go into a really weird euphemism, but no, let's keep it appropriate. I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy you liked it. Cause I was, I was a little worried, but what'd you like most about it? Just the whole feel of the show is right up my alley. Uh, that opening scene is straight western you know sort of almost to a ridiculous degree yeah but it's it's fun enough that i'm i'm willing to just sit back and enjoy that it's it looks great it looks like they spent some serious fucking dough on it uh the the music is good I'm intrigued. There's lots of mystery stuff still going on. It just throws you right in, which I enjoyed. And it's pretty fucking violent. Yeah. Uh, I I love how we still don't know a lot. And the Mandalorian, he's like so mysterious and... It's just, like, the little things about him, you know? Like, how, you know, when he's picking out which speeder he wants, he automatically says, no droids. So then, you know, we get that flashback to him. You know, because that actually was him with, you know, getting attacked by... Yeah, the during tra- the purge. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... I will say... Yeah. Was not expecting him to talk as much as he did. He's a talker. We love a talker. He talks a lot. I love his voice. I love his armor. His armor is cool. I love. It turns out there's this whole Mandalorian enclave there with little Mandalorian kids running around. Yeah. And with. One Mandalorian in the shadows that looked a hell of a lot like Boba Fett. Yeah. I love how there's this like underground area of bounty hunters and we're going to find out more or no, just Mandalorians. And we're going to find out more about them, why they're down there. And especially the... The woman that he was talking to. The um, armory lady, yeah. The armory lady, yeah. So I think that's cool that um, getting that when Werner Herzog gave him um, the money that he used that as armor. It's pretty cool. Um, um, we had seen that at Celebration but it was fun to see it all come together and actually also see her melting it down and 
you know, pounded it into this piece of armor and then attaching it to him, which is a little bit video gamey, but was well done. And I imagine we're going to get a few more scenes like that until he's all shiny, shiny, shiny. Oh, I love it. And I loved when he went to that planet and met what's his face and rode like little like bowl thing. Like I love the little bowl thing. You see the little legs when they were jumping like so fucking cute. Give me a stuffed animal of that, please. What were they called? Like blurbs? Blurbs. Oh my god. Even they have a cute name. They're cute. And then it was like, you know, the the bull riding scene where, you know, he has to get on the bull, you know. Or, you know, he's training the horse and like, you have to get the horse to like you. You gotta take off your helmet. Fuck no. And then just making that connection with her and, oh my god. It was great. It was very cool. Uh, Vernon Herzog was awesome. I don't care that it's all stuff that we had seen before. It's fucking great. He's so cool. He did an interview for Vanity Fair that went up today that made me laugh so fucking hard. Did you see this interview? Yeah, where they're like, oh, are you nervous to work with Jon Favreau? He's like, I'm not familiar with any of his work. Like, what the fuck is intimidating about Jon Favreau? What the fuck? Who... Can they hire I mean, especially, me? Especially to Werner Herzog. Somebody who is not... The the, the the question seemed to be, oh, because Favreau's, you know, made such successful movies lately. If there's anyone who is not going to be impressed by that, it's Werner Herzog. And the idea of Werner Herzog, a guy who allegedly held a gun on one of his actors to get the performance he needed from him. The idea that he would be intimidated by anyone, let alone bro dude John Favreau. Bro dude John Favreau. And then didn't they ask him if he watched The Lion King 2? And he's like, yeah, I saw the one in 94. It was good. <laughs> I love that. I love that he likes the animated Lion King. <laughs> And even mentioned the Hans Zimmer score. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, so that's sweet. very sweet. Oh, my God. Who the fuck thinks that he cares? Like, you see him and you, I feel like you know that he just doesn't give a shit about, like, a lot. I mean, yeah, the lot, he cares about the Lion King. But, you know, like, <laughs> what the fuck are you, are you asking him? It was such a dumb question. It's a good, there's some fun stuff in that interview, but that question, when I saw it, I'm just, I, I, I can't believe somebody asked him that. Are you intimidated to be working with John Favreau of all people? <laughs> and him just bluntly saying, I'm not familiar with any of his work. Like, damn. Ah. Oh my God. Fucking loved it. Anyway, his scenes were great. Um. So when they get to the planet mm-hmm. and they track down the bounty, mm-hmm. and it's the little Yoda, my baby. son. Yes, the little Yoda baby. He's going to be called Yoda baby until we actually have a name for the species. So, Ig 
Eleven got his bounty from somebody else. Because his instructions were to terminate. I thought he said that he should just terminate anyways. Because what the fuck? Why is this alive? We shouldn't know. His orders were no. His his line. I'm fairly certain was my or the the bounty was clear. We're supposed to terminate. Maybe I'm trying to think who he was bounding for. Maybe for uh, what's his face? Well, I think I think Giancarlo Esposito's character, and I think that's going to be the conflict that we get. It's going to be Herzog. And that weird doctor dude want this thing alive, and Esposito for whatever reason wants him dead, and that's how we're gonna get Esposito as the villain of the show. That's like honestly the 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 other the new episode's already gonna be out today. Like if you when this episode goes up, so that could already be blown out of the water. But that was my immediate thought. I just don't know why someone would want to kill my son. Like I'm. <laughs> I'm sadded. Like, is it weird that your son's older than you, dude? I don't give a like, shit. Doing like twice your age. He's cuter than me. I don't care. I just I saw him and I saw those little ears and I fell in fucking love. Oh my god! Like I knew it was a baby. I knew, I I knew the whole thing had to do with the baby. That oh he's gonna find a baby and I'm like okay cool a baby but. You know, after he said, like, 50 years old and I saw the ears, I'm like, no fucking way. Oh, my God. This is huge. Like, we don't know anything about this fucking species other than there's two of them named Yoda and Yaddle. We don't know. I completely forgot about Yaddle until today. But, like, we're going to know more about this species, hopefully. And we're going to get to know more about my son. Like, this is such a good day. I'm so excited. It was pretty cool. Oh my god, he's so cute. It was very cute too. Oh my god. Ah. Oh, that makes me so happy. And then it's like he's reaching for him and then he grabs his finger. Like, oh my god. And the Mandalorian's a dad now. That's my son. Like, oh my god. I'm yeah, I looked it up right now. IG-11 says the commission was quite specific. The asset was to be terminated. Oh. So, yeah, he's got to be working for somebody else. Yeah, he has to be working for... Were you sad that he got shot? I think we're going to see more of him, so no. Really? I think he's gone. I think gone. So. I thought you were going to be sad about that. I'm like, oh no, that could be possibly a thing. But, no, and he's... I mean, we might not see him until maybe later in the series, but I, I would very much suspect we're going to see him again. Maybe. Do you think that um, Yoda Baby is Force-sensitive? <sighs> I don't... I don't know. I, I hope not, because I want that piece of Star Wars to be separate from this Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Because I was not expecting to see a Yoda baby. Oh. But 
because it's the first you see that like the little bin is on like some boxes or something and then like the very last scene like the little little thing that baby yoda's in is like levitating Um, Maybe he is then. I'm just excited that he's here and he's living. Like, who are his parents? Like, I love the whole, you know, okay, it's 50 years old. Um, I'm not going to say the species, not going to say anything. And then we're given this gift. Like, this is the greatest gift I've ever been given. Dude, I yelled when I saw the little ears poking out. <laughs> oh my god, this fucking is a dream come yell. true. Oh my god, I fucking loved it. Uh, what did you know? Great... What did you know? Did you know when the ears that it was Yoda? Or you just thought because it, it was cute? No, I immediately I went my yelled and I went, oh, "Holy shit, it's a Yoda!" It's a Yoda. Oh my god. Oh. I love him. I really hope I was Rusty texted me today like just randomly. He's like, "I really hope nothing happens to him." I hope not either. I'm going to be really sad. Like that's going to be like so fucking awful. It you know, I don't cuz you know, you're talking about the whole like fridging thing. Like I don't want someone to fridge Yoda. Like, especially, like, cute little, you know? Oh, it's so cute. He's so cute. Oh, oh, I'm so mad at how cute he is. Uh, he's just, he's perfect. And I'm so glad that everyone's, like, radio silent right now because, like, they're respecting everyone else. Because I swear to God, the first criticism I hear about my son, I'm going to go mute. The person who is saying, I don't know, I think he's really cute. And uh, I don't know. If you don't think he's cute, then, you know, give him a couple episodes because he'll start to shine soon. I mean, he's 50. You know, he's he's still little. I, I, I just, I want to know everything. I want to know who these people were who had him. I want to know why. I want to know why multiple people are after him. I want to know how he got there and if he's okay. And especially now, I mean, like, the Mandalorian, he has to dad up. He's a dad now. He has to take care of his son. You can't, you can't, you can't turn a little baby over to Werner Herzog. You can't. That's not grandpa. That, he doesn't care just- about the live action Lion King. Not just well, neither do I. I but you can't not not just Werner Herzog, who is okay with him being dead, so that's not good. Also, creepy doctor scientist dude. Do not give cute little baby Yoda to creepy doctor scientist dude. That is a guy you look at and go, Oh, that guy's a huge creep. God, I, I knew that when I first saw him. Like he reminded me of Ugh. Just fuck him. I will go into Star Wars and I will teach them a lesson on not to kill Baby Yoda. I don't even think... Th- I think the creepy doctor dude doesn't want to kill him. He wants to experiment on him. <sighs> he doesn't even fucking... War- like, just that's awful in general. That's so awful. I don't know. I just hope nothing happens to him, you know? 
I am so glad that they didn't put all the episodes up at once. So glad. Because now we get to talk about it and have theories about it that are going to be so totally wrong. And we're going to find out about it in a couple of days. And that gets to happen for the next few weeks. That's so much better. It's so much fun, too, because, you know, everyone's able to have conversations and, like, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, this person's behind or, oh, this person's, like, you know, hasn't even started, you, you know, or hasn't even finished the series, you know. It's, I feel like everyone can kind of, you know, as we go along, start discussing it. And I want to be able to have theories and stuff. I think that's so much more fun and a much better lasting experience. Yeah. I don't okay, know, so we we still haven't seen Cara Dune. No. We have not seen um, Esposito's character, Moff no. Gideon. Gideon. Jeez. We haven't seen Ming-Na's character. So we, there's still lots of people to come. A lot of new friends we're going to meet soon. Oh, and um, Julia Jones, is that her name? I think so. Yeah, so we still have like half the cast of the show to meet. So many more friends that we're going to be meeting and we're going to get to know more. I want to know more about the Lady Mandalorian, the one who made the armor. I want to know more about the whole Mandalorian enclave at their little refugee camp or whatever it is. I want to know more about the Mandalorians himself. Like, who he is, what's he doing, why he's doing it, who he's doing it for. Well, it totally makes sense for the little baby Yoda then. Because we get that flashback when his worlds get destroyed and he is getting close into a little ship and sent off somewhere, it seemed like. We just get a little split second of it, but that's definitely yeah, what it seemed like. It... He, was being, he, was being, he was being supermanned. Yeah. That's what and so then, of course, yeah. And that's, of course, so then when he meets poor little baby Yoda, he would immediately feel some sort of connection there. That's... I mean, he's even, like, all wrapped up in a blanket and everything. God damn it, Favreau. Well fucking done. I'm amazed. But at the same at the same time, okay, if he's on this bounty for Werner Herzog, who has lots of stormtroopers under his command and lots and lots of money, apparently, it's very hard to just be all, hey, I'm not going to give you this little baby and I'm going to ignore your bounty because not only would he have to worry about his own life, but there's that whole Mandalorian enclave that he cares about and doesn't want to see destroyed. And Werner Herzog definitely seems like the type who'd be like, hey, give me that baby or I'm going to kill all the rest of your people. This is going to get messy. Oh, I'm so excited. 
And I like the soundtrack, especially in the first couple scenes when they're in that bar, there's this little bit of a twangy guitar sound going on that totally reminded me of Deadwood music. <laughs> Which was amazing. It's not anything I expected to hear in Star Wars. And I was like, oh, you could just totally take this and put this over an episode of Deadwood and nobody would blink. <laughs> yeah, I really, I love the music. You know, the guitars and the solo trailer, just... Uh, yeah. But this... I love it. I loved everything about it. And I'm just, I'm really impressed. I'm glad that we waited so long to see something like this because I would have hated to see something years ago that wasn't good or that could have been better. Like, I feel like everyone, you know, spent their time working on this and like Filoni too. I mean, Filoni's been part of Star Wars for over 10 years now, and him being a part of this really says something. And, you know, he did a good job. Like, I'll give him kudos for this, for directing, Favreau for writing. Like, they did a really damn good job. And I'm confident that the more material we're going to see, the better that it's going to get. Yeah, I, I really, really, really liked it. I'm very happy right now. Yeah. Cannot wait to watch some more. Disney Plus. Huh. Well. Oh, I can watch Robin Hood. I hope the streaming service. Oh, yeah. There we go. I hope the streaming service starts working for more people. Because I hate that everyone's dealing with problems. Because I do want to watch more Disney movies. Like, I watched the Imagineering thing. Um... They were supposed to have something on opening day about, like, the cast members of Disney. Don't know where that is. Um, what else? I, I was curious about High School Musical, the musical, the series. But I heard it wasn't really that great. I'm waiting for Noelle. I'm waiting for Lady and the Tramp. I'm waiting. I feel like for one more. There's this one movie. The Polar Bear movie. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's about this kid. He's a detective. He has an imaginary friend that's a polar bear. Excited as yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. for You've that. Yeah, yeah, about this movie like every episode. I'm so excited for that. So I'm going to do a review of that when I, when I actually you don't watch even, it. You don't even fucking know what the movie is called. I don't, but I love it. And that says a lot. Well, it certainly does. It'll be good. Everyone will watch it and love it just like I did when I saw the preview for it. Well, only a couple more days till the next episode of The Mandalorian. We're going to... God. Like, I just have so many thoughts. Like, what's he going to do now? Like, what's his thought process in all of this? He's like, you know, is he thinking that, oh, I need to go back to Werner Herzog and give the kid to him? Or like, well, I'm a dad now. Like, I got to take care of this kid, keep him safe, you know? I'm so excited. Me too. Thank fucking Christ, I liked it. Yeah, me too. Do we know who's directing the next episode? Uh, it is known. I do not remember. They released a list of it all, but I can't be fucked. Can't be fucked. Hmm. Well, it'll be good. 
more music, more planets. What planet do you think that there are? This def- I don't think that's Tatooine. I don't know. I mean, you know how I am with that shit. Yep. We're definitely going to get a lot more planets because... Um, one of the, I think it was like one of the covers from like Entertainment Weekly. Like they're on this like kind of like, f- like jungly forest planet. I'm losing it, but I'm excited. Um, do you want to get to email and voicemail? Oh, let's talk about the Ben Mendelsohn thing first. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's the worst thing I could forget about. How dare you? How dare you? Even after, like, we acknowledged that he went out of his way to get you a gift for your birthday and I just, like, put him to the side like that. Like, I'm a dick. I apologize. Yeah, so Catherine alerted me to this, for which I'm very grateful. And this was, uh, Fan the Tracks had this up, but they got it. It was something called the Herald Publicist that he was talking to. And he really wants to come back for the Cassian show. And I'm going to read the whole quote because it's awesome. There's a bunch here that I like. But he says, I would. Ostensibly, I would. Being in Star Wars is the purest thing. Working with Spielberg on Ready Player One was pretty huge. But in terms of feeling like the cat that got the cream, there's nothing that comes close to Star Wars. Star Wars is like the alternate rock opera space soap, and it's a lot like Tolkien book as well in the depth and degree of its mythology and the branches of it. And it's got endless room to go here and go there if they want in this series. It's a great testament to it. Star Wars is watched in a particular way. Its followers are very locked in. I went to Star Wars Celebration here, and it was fucking awesome. And I also bring my own Star Wars fandom to the piece. So I'm sort of aware of the degree to which Star Wars is in the culture. Okay, now I want two things. I want him to be in the Cassian series, and I also want him to be in the new Tolkien series. Because holy shit, the fact that Mendelssohn is at least passingly aware of and a fan of Tolkien really shook me. That's deep. He has to be in the Cassian. I mean, like... Just put it, like, even if it's, like, one episode. They don't They don't even have to interact. It's fine. Just have him be sort of a looming evil presence in the background. Just put him in. He's ready. He has a uniform. Give it to him. We're ready. He's ready. Like, who didn't like Krennic in Rogue One? I don't know, but those people are not my friends. That is true. He's so good. I love him so much. He's got, please, 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 what have been Cassian? Come on, Tony Gilroy. Do it. Just fucking do it. I know you're thinking about it, and I know you're listening. I think it's the best thing you could do for the fans, the family, Emily Lind, everyone. For the show? Everyone. It would just cause, like, happiness, and 
you know, that feeling that you get when like dinner's about to be ready and you're about to like feast on this like glorious meal, like that. You should do it. Yeah, please, 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 please. <sighs> All right. Um, now, do you want to get to a uh, voicemail and email? <laughs> yes, we had. <laughs> I had put out a tweet asking for people's reactions, and we just got an email from from Haas from Blue Harvest, which everyone should listen to and assume you are. And literally, the email just says "Oh my god" in all caps, which wholeheartedly agree, Haas. I love him. I can't wait to hear what he thinks about Baby Yoda. Ugh. And seeing a whole fucking bunch of Mandalorians. He's got to be so excited. I'm so happy for him. I hope he gets those tool tickets. Oh, yeah. We also got a voicemail from King Tom. We're going to play this. However, I don't know what it's related to because it was before the Mandalorian came out. So we shall see. Oh, voicemail song. This is the voicemail song. I had forgotten that we did this and I really don't like it, but this is the voicemail song. La 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 la. Voicemail! I like it. Hey, Brito and Lindo. Really enjoyed last week's episode, especially when you were talking about the smells of New York City. I, I grew up in New York, part of the city, and I remember going into the city a lot as a kid. And yes, there were some smelly areas, but at the same time, it, 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 I, I'm just going to say it, the nut carts lent a smell to New York City, the chestnuts, the peanuts, and, and these are not nuts, but the, the pretzels and hot dogs. You don't really get that in other cities. At least not in the same way. And it, 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 the episode made me very nostalgic. And then it got me thinking to Star Wars. And I'm pretty sure you have not been asked this question before. And, and if you have, I apologize. But what planet in, in Star Wars do you think smells the best? Ooh. And I'm just I'm just gonna name a few off the top of my head. I'm not not Mustafar. Smells like burnt Anakin. Naboo, I'm sure most people would say, oh, but it's so beautiful. Uh Naboo, we gotta gotta go to Naboo. It has to smell nice too, right? Well, no. Because those outfits that they're always changing in and out of, some of them look a bit heavy, and in the warm weather, I I bet the people get a bit ripe. So Naboo probably is a secretly stinky place. Which leads me to Scarif. Now, I I know the combination of, of shellfish and tanning oil might not be for everybody, but I think... Post Rogue One, if you go in certain places and, and you, you you get a hint of wind the right way, you can smell the essence of Mendo. <laughs> he lives on in the air yep. of Scarif. So I think I'm going to say Scarif. Or because of Death Watch Mandalore. Because, you know, Death Watch can't smell bad. But I am curious for your take on this vital, important issue. Thanks for the great podcast. Thanks for listening. And Death Watch! Death Watch. Well, I I think I can safely say we have not been asked that question before. No, we haven't. I mean, if Scarra smells like the spirit of Mendo, that's pretty hard to pass up. Yeah. In 
actuality, I think I would probably go with Endor. Oh. I really like the smell of the forest. I like the earthy plant, even even the sort of decaying earth smell. I really enjoy. Ewoks themselves might be a little bit smelly. I don't know. Wet fur. But I think it's maybe in a pleasant way. And again, I just I think all the leaves and the trees and be, you know, this mossy, earthy, some nice bonfires in there from the Ewok village. I think that would be a very comforting smell. Yeah. You know, because at first when I was thinking of this question, I was like, like Naboo, because, you know, all the greens and all the, you know, but, you know, it's kind of like a city, too, because, like, you know, there's, like, the palace and everything, and then, like, Uthagunga, like, that kind of swampy area, like, that might, like, smell, too, so. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of swamp. Huh? I'm not a huge fan of swampy smells. Oh. I thought you were telling me that wasn't a swamp, and I was going to say I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I Endor, that's a good one. Like the smell of just like the oak, the pine. Like it smells like Christmas there. You know, you can like go to like Home Depot or something and like buy like little things that like smell like pine and like put them in your Christmas tree so it smells more potent. Too much effort. <sighs> that, that annoys me. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other planets. I don't know about Mandalore. I think Mandalore is like too busy. I feel like the busier the planet, like the not the the worse that it smells. Maybe like there's a lot going on. Yeah, it it it'd be maybe a more industrial. But again, I mean, de- de- but Death Watch smells good. They smell like Death Watch. What does Death Watch smell like? I'm thinking of like kind of like an like a pine scent, like kind of like a a nice like clean pine. Actually, 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 what planet is Droopy McCool from? Droopy McCool, who plays the little flute thing in the Max Rebo band, because. The one fact I know about Droopy McCool, besides the fact that he plays in the Max Rebo band, is Droopy McCool emits a pheromone that smells like vanilla. Oh. So his planet would probably smell like like vanilla and baked goods. His planet is Bath and Body Works. Maybe. Droopy McCool. I can't figure out what planet he's from. Come on, Wikipedia. He's a keto. Uh, Kurdo three. He's in the Outer Rim territories. Hmm. And he is a kidonak. And he smells like vanilla. 
That's a good thing to smell like vanilla. So yeah, possibly. Can, I mean, it depends what other species are also native to there and how built up and industrialized it is. But I enjoy the smell of vanilla. Me too. Ooh, what about crate? Do you think like crate smells good with like all like and maybe like the crystals smell good. Like the crystal foxes, like maybe they have like a nice like scent. Mm, it's probably pretty mm, musky. I think crate smells like winter. Yeah. Winter smells good. Yeah, I think it's very, uh, like that sharp, cold smell. I think that's what crate smells like. What about Takodana? Hmm. What do you think Takodana smells like? A mixture between. I can't. You can't smell water, but like you know, when you're close to it, you can like smell like the kind of like sand and everything. I feel like it smells smells like that a little bit. But then, like when you go into like the tree area, like where like Ray was hiding from Kylo, like I feel like it rains there a lot, so you get like that dirt smell. Yeah, I think it would smell. Like, you know, nice nature smells. The castle probably is not great. No. I mean, I think Maz does what she can. But she's fighting a losing battle on that one. Also, I just, it seems like it's fairly... I mean, it's a big old damp castle. That can't be the best smell in the world. Mold. A lot of mold. A molding damp castle. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what other planets we've been on in Star Wars. Um, Camino just smells like rain. I mean, like, I don't really think there's anything to Camino other than rain. Yeah. I feel like Curzon would be the closest thing that, like, smells like New York. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of like California as a Star Wars planet. Hmm. I can't think of anything because you have such a mixture with California. You know, you have the beach, you have like the desert, and then you have like the the forest. You know, like the redwoods. And you have all the beaches here. Then you have like the desert, like. Of everything here. How about Octu? Yeah, I I like Octu. I think Octu Maine. smells good. Octu smells like Maine. Yeah, Octu's Maine. Um... So occasionally you're gonna get a smell of dead fish, but you're also gonna get lovely ocean smells and true that niceness. Um. Tatooine is Arizona. 
and Jakku is New Mexico. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of something for Texas. I mean, Texas that could be Jakku. Too. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what Texas smells like. So, I went to Texas once. I ate a lot of barbecue, and then like it was humid out, and you know, humid rain. Like I just remember the smell of like humid rain, like getting out of the car and just like that. That smell. And also like you're just driving and driving and driving and all you see is just planes. Like just grass and a freeway. That's all I remember about Texas. There's more to Texas, obviously. It's pretty big. I want to go someday just because, you know, I hear they have really good breakfast tacos. Anyway, I want to choose Endor. Thank you, King Tom. Uh, it's hard. Like, there's no other, like, good, like, planets I think that actually, like, smell good. I'll say Dakar. Dakar probably smells good, too, because that's... Oh, no! The new planet. The new planet. They're all... The jungle planet. I'll say that one. I think that one probably smells good. You know, there's probably, like, a bunch of, you know, fruits in there, and you get that, like... Fruity smell. Episode 9, Jungle Planet, which probably has a name, but I can't think about it right now. It does, and I don't remember it. Yeah. And I don't think I knew how to pronounce it anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that about wraps up that this week. I'm glad we both liked Mandalorian. Me too. I'm happy it's here. And I get to talk to, about it with you, so I'm really happy. Yeah, uh, neither of us watched Resistance, so we'll have a couple episodes to talk about next time. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Brittany, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind, and the show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. You can write us, email, or send us voice messages, CantabitePod at gmail.com. Steel Saunders, if you do not send us a fuck, Mary kill soon, I am going to have harsh words for you. Hmm. Well, hope everyone enjoyed The Mandalorian. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Let us know your theories. Let us know what you liked. Let us know how awesome we thought Werner Herzog was. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for a
have some fun. Take it from me, Kendall Pitch number one. Should know I've been down since day one. 